Good morning, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, please turn with me to the Psalms, the book of Psalms, and Psalm 127. And we're going to have a look at this psalm this morning, starting to read at verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those who he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you again that we can gather around your word. And as we do, we ask your blessing upon us that you might speak to us through it as we come together. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. So we come to this psalm, Psalm 127, and I've titled it, The Lord Will Provide. You know, Stella and I were married in Ebenezer Chapel on Queen's Drive. Now mention the word Ebenezer to most people and they will think of the Charles Dickens character. The name Ebenezer comes from a passage in the Bible and the word means, thus far the Lord has helped us. We can find that in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 12. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer saying, thus far the Lord has helped us. This is when the Israelites had committed themselves to the Lord and he delivered them from the hands of the Philistines. And this speaks of the Lord's, of the Lord continually providing help for his people. Abraham also speaks of the Lord's provision for his people many times, but we'll just go to Genesis chapter 22 and read verse 14. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide and to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The psalm we're looking at this morning, Psalm 127, is a song that both celebrates God's provision and at the same time warns us against leaving God out of our plans. The psalm is accredited to Solomon. So let's just for a few moments consider some of the things that Solomon said, things that will relate to this psalm. We can go to Proverbs chapter five, uh, chapter 3 and read verse 5 through to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. You know, Solomon knew all about God's provision. And then in his later years, he knew the folly of leaving God out of his life during a period when he lived his life, his way, his way without God. Solomon, a man who for the best part of his life had everything that a man might wish for. He was one who went on to write the book of Ecclesiastes where he tells us that a life without God is meaningless. Solomon, the man who built a house for the Lord, 
the great temple in Jerusalem. And so to the psalm written by Solomon, a song, probably sung at the dedication of the temple, but a song that became a song of a sense that people would sing as they approached Jerusalem to worship God together. Let's look at the Lord, the Builder. You know, for the people of Israel, they knew all about building and they knew all about rebuilding. They knew what it was to have their cities destroyed, to have their people taken away into captivity, and then to have their people freed, and then the need for a program of rebuilding. And they knew the need to have the Lord with them in their lives. And they knew the folly of keeping the Lord out of their lives. So let's just consider the importance of the building. We're going to go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29 and it's verse 4 through to 7. Listen to these words. This is what the Almighty, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because it prospers you too and will prosper. You too will prosper. We're going to have a, a little look at that passage a little bit later. But in the meantime, with these things in mind, let's go to this psalm. The Psalm 127, verse 1 reads, Unless the Lord build the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Building a house without the Lord is a meaningless exercise. You remember Jesus was the son of a carpenter. He must have known all about building houses. On one occasion, as he told a parable, he used an illustration to show us how we should build our lives, that we should build our lives on a strong foundation. Him, Jesus, being that foundation on which we should build. Let's remind ourselves of this in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 24 through to 20, uh, Matthew 7, verse 24 through to 27. Therefore, everyone who heeds these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You see, the, the parable there is telling us that unless the Lord builds a house, now in our psalm this morning, the church is the house. But it's only his house when it's built on the strong foundation of the gospel. That is the death and resurrection of Jesus. 
let's consider the watcher, the watchman. You see, the walls of a city needed to be firm. The gates needed to be strong. But the watchman also needed to be alert. But the Lord's presence and protection is the most important element in all these things. Let's go to Hebrews 13, verse 17. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. This is a poetic reference in our psalm to the Lord being in the church and the leaders and the members. The Lord has to be there in the church as a body of his people, in the leaders who are selected to lead and the members who are all part of his church. Let's think about the worker. This takes us to verse 2 of our psalm. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. So it's saying you get up early, you work late, and it's all to put food on the table. And then you can't sleep at night because of the worry. I think that we all experience times like this. And this is why the Lord gives us advice, such as he does in Matthew's Gospel. And this is just one of the places where he gives us this advice. This is Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through to 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I'm sure you're familiar with those words, but did you notice the reference to Solomon again? (laughs) Solomon, the one who wrote this psalm. You see, this in the psalm is is a call to include the Lord in every part of our lives. It is a reminder that the love that he has for us and the rebuke to us for leaving him out, for he grants sleep to those he loves, 
This is his piece. John 14, 27. Words of Jesus. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Advice for us there. It's not always easy, is it? But the Lord is with us. And he is telling us the things that we should do. Let's just come to the next part of our psalm, which is verse 3. And I've just headed this really. It's a reference to the family. It says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Well, this is telling us, as other parts of scripture do, that children are a gift from God. And it's not just up to parents to take care of their well-being. It's part of everybody's role to take care of our children. I wonder about what value we as a nation put on the lives of our children. Well, that's a thought for us to maybe consider. But let's move on. The psalm is also telling us family is important. And in the days when this psalm was first written, God was still building the family of Jacob, the nation of Israel. He was building them into his people. Now, remember the words that we read earlier from Jeremiah. I said that we'd have a look at them again. This is Jeremiah, and he's speaking to the, it's God speaking through Jeremiah, to the exiles in Babylon. As the Lord instructs them, what does he instruct them to do? To all those in exile from Jerusalem to, Bab to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. This is a call for perseverance. Perseverance through troubled times. But within that perseverance put the Lord first and do his will. Jeremiah went on, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity. Again, these are instructions from God to his people how to live during difficult times, times of adversity, times when they were Exiled in a strange land. In other words, he's saying, do the best you can, even in your difficult circumstances. But there's some, something more important there. We're talking about not leaving God out and including him. That's what the psalmist is talking about. So that's why Jeremiah said, pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. The importance of prayer and including the Lord. In other words, continue to pray to the Lord because he is with you. You see, God would continue to build them into the nation, the nation through which the Messiah would come. That brings blessings, blessings to us today. Verse 4 of our psalm. 
like arrows in the hands of a warrior, are children born in one's youth. Remember, this is poetic language. So we have to view it through the eyes of a poet. The aim of an arrow, if you pardon the pun, is for it to hit the target. But for that to happen, it is the responsibility of the archer. So we move on to verse 5 with this in mind. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. It's saying, care for your children. Teach them well. Notice the change that the, the psalmist makes from the metaphorical to the literal. He says, they will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Who are the they? The they are the children. And it's so that if we teach them and look after them, they will be able to contend with their opponents in court. That is, that these things will see them through the struggles of life. The aim is the preservation of the next generation so that they, by their lives, might hit the mark. What is the mark? To influence the next generation to follow the Lord. Let us take these thoughts with us as we see the relevance of this psalm to us in this our day. The church, the watchman, the worker, the family. Unless the Lord builds, the labor is in vain. You know, these psalms are both songs and prayers. I want us just for these last few moments to come before the Lord and bring this psalm before him as a prayer. So let's pray together. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Our Father, may the Lord continue to be the builder and the protector in our lives. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Father, we thank you for the love that you have for us, the love that you showed to us through your Son when he gave his life that we might live. And may you, the Lord, continue to walk, work with us as we walk and work with you and for you. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him like arrows in the hands of a warrior, our children born in one's youth. Our Father, just help us to continue to recognise all the blessings that you give to each of us. We know these blessings are different because we are different people, different personalities, but we are yours. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Our Father, we ask that you 
continue to protect and to bless and that we might continue to thank you for these things these things that you give us and our Father we ask that you'll help us to use them to your glory and our Father we do pray especially this morning for the children of this world we know that they're growing up in difficult times times that are opposed to your ways protect them preserve them bring them to you that they might know you as their Lord and Saviour. Thank you for that word, Ebenezer. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. And we do thank you this morning for the help that you have given and continue to give. As we bring these things before you, in the name of Jesus we ask it. Amen. Amen.